Get ready for the smartest bundle in streaming. Six streaming services for the intellectually curious. Featuring Curiosity Stream with the best collection of documentary films and TV shows. Psalm TV and great stories from the world of wine. Taste Made for the fun side of food and travel. Topic with the best thrillers and crime stories. And so much more. From nature to history, technology to food, mystery to adventure. Get six streaming services for one low price. And less than $6 a month, it's the best deal in streaming. Learn more and sign up now at smartbundle.com. The blinking notification bled into my dream as I lay sleeping with my face partially over my phone screen. When I woke, I could feel the heat on my cheek. It felt weird in my semi-conscious state. I need to start locking my phone screen, or at least put my phone somewhere else rather than use it as a pillow, I thought to myself. Rubbing my eyes and squinting at my phone screen, I could only just read, You have three new messages. I clicked on it, and saw her face pop up, my girlfriend Savannah, although the custom name I created comes up as Savannah Banana. At 23.12, Savannah Banana, Hi, X, what you up to, XOX? 23.24 from Savannah Banana, Miss you, hope everything's okay. 23.50 from Savannah Banana, Good night, my little Yoshi, XXX. My name is Josh, but she calls me Yoshi. I like it, I guess. I don't know why she thought I would be awake so late on a school night. I quickly messaged back so I wasn't being rude. At 1.33 in the morning from Yoshi. Hi. I was sleeping. Sorry, school tomorrow. You should have been sleeping too, lol. Hope you're dreaming of me. I'll message when I get up. XXX. I locked my phone and put it on my bedside table. I fell back asleep in no time. Savannah and I have been dating online for the past two months. We are both 14 years old, and she is a month older than me, yet still calls me a toy boy. I always laugh when she calls me that. We talk constantly, and we're always sending each other pictures of our day and of school, and we talk all day, every day. She is from London, and I live in Edinburgh. It's about five hours on a train, but the price is too much for me to save up. And my mum and dad wouldn't let me go alone, but I'm desperate to meet her. We always said when we were both 16, if we haven't met by then, we will have a joint 16th birthday party and we can meet each other and eventually get married and live our lives together forever. I love her and she loves me. We even told each other just last week. I woke up to another notification. You have two new messages. 2.39 in the morning from Savannah Banana. I just had some news. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I haven't been able to sleep. My mom is going to a three-day conference in Glasgow in the morning, and she has to take me with her because there's nobody to babysit. So I asked her if we can drive to Edinburgh, and she said yes. 2.40 from Savannah Banana. Oh my god, I'm finally going to meet you. I can't wait. Text when you wake up. Good night, my love. Savannah's dad died suddenly a couple of years ago, and her mom sometimes has to travel for work. Usually, she has to take Savannah with her. As I read the messages, my heart was racing. I couldn't stop smiling. My body felt all tingly, and I just couldn't believe it. Finally, we could meet. I messaged back right away. It's 7.46 a.m. from Yoshi. Wow! I can't wait. This is the most amazing thing that could ever happen. 
I can't believe we can finally meet up. What day are you coming through? She messaged back almost immediately. I know. At the airport now. About to get on the flight. It will probably be tomorrow. Boarding now. Love you. Okay, have a nice flight. I'm on my way to school just now, but I'll bob off tomorrow and meet you in the town somewhere. Hopefully my mom doesn't want me to drive in tomorrow. LOL. I was shaking with excitement. The whole day in school was a blur. I barely even remember my classes. I was so focused on getting home, my mind was a million miles away. It wasn't until dinner I finally received another message from Savannah. After, I had a few unanswered. Hi. Sorry, my mom has been dragging me all around Glasgow today. Finding the hotel and then to the conference center. I haven't been able to charge my phone. We will be in Edinburgh tomorrow. She's booked a room in a Marriott that's right next to a park called Calton Hill. We can meet there about 11 if that's okay. Just going out for dinner and probably going to bed soon after. So tired. And I just want it to be tomorrow already. Can't wait to meet you. I opened it and hid the phone from my mom and dad's view. They didn't know I was planning on not going to school. Also, I hadn't really told them much about Savannah. My mom looked on suspiciously, wondering why I was turning my phone away and holding it half under the table. I knew the place vaguely. It was near Edinburgh Old Town, not far from Holyrood Park, I think. I couldn't wait to get upstairs and get this night over and done with. I messaged back. Great! I can't believe this is happening. Enjoy the rest of your night. I'm going to bed early, too. So excited. My phone woke me at 7am. A minute later, my mom, shouting me to get ready for school, put my brain into gear, and I remembered it was finally the day. I grabbed my phone and unlocked it. You have three new messages. I opened the app. 2337 Savannah Banana. Good night, my toy boy Yoshi. I smiled. I was in disbelief that she was only 50 miles away from me. Then at 5.31 in the morning, from Savannah Banana. Good morning. Today is finally the day. Oh my god. XOXOX. The park is behind the Marriott, on a street called Greenside Row. It kind of runs into the park from the road. I'll get you there around 11. Getting ready now and having breakfast. Then we will be leaving. Love you. Miss you. Can't wait to see you. I put the street name into my maps and began getting ready for school. My mom popped her head into my room. Will I drive you in today? No, that's okay. I'm meeting my friends at the bus stop. I lied. Okay, son. I'm just leaving for work then. Love you. She called as she closed my room door. Around 7.40 I was ready to go. I would have to get the bus into town and walk through the old town. It was only about 35 minutes so I would be waiting for some time for her to arrive. I had saved my lunch money for today and for yesterday and some money I had at the weekend. I had 15 pounds, so I could take Savannah to get some ice cream or something. I navigated my way through the maze like old town of Edinburgh and suddenly came to a main road. I could see the Marriott Hotel not too far in the distance. I began walking in the direction, taking note of any possible places we could have something nice to eat. I passed a florist about halfway and decided to buy a long stem rose, which cost me four pounds, but the florist assured me it was a nice flower. By about 10.30, I was getting bored of seeing the same streets and everyone looking at me, wondering why I'm not in school. I walked around the back of the Marriott towards Calton Hill and pulled my phone out. 10.31, I texted, 
I'm a bit early, but I'm here. I have a surprise for you. My phone was barely in my pocket when I felt it vibrate. Oh my god, I think I see you. I got here early too, I'm coming over. My body instantly filled with adrenaline. I felt so excited I thought I might pass out. Where was she? I looked around, breathing heavily, I started feeling lightheaded. I couldn't wait to see her beautiful face. I held the rose up, proudly displaying it, awaiting her arrival. But there was nobody else in the park. I looked in every direction, then I began walking toward the street leading into the park, Greenside Row. It was obscured by some trees, but not so thick that you couldn't see through to the road. Maybe she was still in her mum's car. I squinted my eyes in an attempt to see any of the parked cars as I got nearer to the small wooded area. My phone buzzed again. Sorry, still in my mum's car. I see you though. Oh my god, is that a rose? You are adorable. Be out in a sec. I laughed nervously. This was really happening. I couldn't wait to hold her, to give her the rose she so deserved. Just to be around her and talk to her, listen to her, start laying a foundation on which we would begin to build a long, fruitful, happy life together. This was it. Before I even had the chance to react to the rustle of a bush next to me, a massive gloved hand completely wrapped around my face. I laughed a bit at first, not knowing what was happening, but I quickly realized this was not a joke. The hand was huge. Within seconds, another arm wrapped around my chest, holding my arms in place. The rose fell to the ground. I tried to scream, but the massive leathery glove stripped me of the ability to breathe, let alone scream. I could feel the grip tightening, hot breath on my face, and they slowly licked my cheek. I winced at the smell of rotting teeth and gums. The prickly beard rubbing up my face felt like it had given me a rash. I was utterly helpless. There was nothing I could do couldn't move. I was carried to a blue van, then bound and gagged before being thrown inside. I still hadn't got a look at whoever it was. I didn't even want to think about what might happen to me. The thought of Savannah standing in the park alone and finding the rose made me feel so upset. She will think I stood her up. I hope she isn't hurt. I need to get out of here. The sliding van door opened after a fair amount of time had passed to reveal a smaller than average but overweight man. He had small round spectacles, matted hair almost to his shoulders, and a rough looking short beard. He never said anything, he just kept licking his lips and staring at me. He grabbed my leg and I tried to kick him off but I was no match for him. He simply threw me over his shoulder with ease and closed the door. We were in a run down looking alley and he carried me through the unkempt back garden of a very dilapidated house. He pushed the door open and carried me down to the basement level. It was almost pitch black save for a small red lamp with the lowest watt bulb I have ever seen in my life. You just lie there, he said. His voice was high pitched and slimy. What are you going to do with me? I asked, although I wasn't sure I wanted to know the answer. He laughed and slapped my face. Don't you worry, my little Yoshi. I'll take good care of you. Yoshi, I said to myself as my head fell in shame. My heart shattered at that moment and I felt like such a fool. He started taking huge breaths and began running his tongue up and down my cheek. His breath and his decaying teeth gave off the most horrendous smell I could ever imagine. He took his shirt off. His sweaty body was all over me making my clothes damp. He smelled like he had never washed before. 
I couldn't do anything with my hands tied tight behind my back. He started getting undressed some more and laughed. I just lay there crying, whimpering, pleading with him to let me go. I have 11 pounds. Please, please let me go and you can have it and I won't say anything. I promise. He just laughed some more. I'll take that 11 pounds anyway. And I'll be making sure you won't say a word to anyone. Don't you worry about that. He howled with laughter again as he gestured to a dark corner of the room. It was difficult to see, but there was almost definitely a hole in the ground. I just cried and cried and cried for my mom and dad. My mind eventually went blank. The rest of the night was so traumatizing I can't even bring myself to think about it. I can't even share the details if I wanted to. I woke up sore. My whole body ached. I was dying for a drink. I could hear footsteps slowly coming down the stairs. He appeared in the dim light, completely naked and breathing heavily. So, you were Savannah then? I asked. Words struggled to escape my cracked lips. He looked at me like he wanted to hit me. Yes, I was Savannah, he said in an almost sarcastic tone. Who's the girls in the pictures then? I don't know who she is. She has kept naive little idiots like you flowing into my house on the regular for years. I'm almost never alone. I didn't want to ask this, but I had to. So, where are these other boys now? He tilted his head forward, looked at me through the top of his specs with a wry grin on his fat, sweaty face. Why, they're all around you. He waved his hand across the ground. When I get bored with a particular subject... I put them in my floor. Simple as that. Don't worry, he winked. I think we will have lots of fun for a very long time. He chuckled to himself. He really seemed to think he was hilarious. I had no idea what time it was, if it was even the same day. I heard his front doorbell ringing. He looked up. I stared at him as he looked slightly confused. He pulled a gag over my mouth and slapped me across the face again. It's in your best interest to stay quiet, he growled with his stubby finger almost poking my eye. I heard lots of movement upstairs, no doubt he was getting clothes on and seeing to the door. After a couple of minutes, I could hear muffled screaming and shouting and a lot of banging and crashing. I had no idea what to expect when the basement door flew open. A torchlight shining left to right as someone began descending the stairs. Police, a voice called. I didn't make a sound. I wasn't ready to trust anyone just yet. I saw two men in uniform enter the basement. I finally tried to make any sound I could. They heard me immediately and came to pick me up. The rest of the day was a blur. I was taken to the station, reunited with my parents, spoken to by numerous trauma specialists, police officers, and a family liaison officer. Turns out I had been missing for two days and was found in a small town called Blackridge in West Lothian. The police have apparently found multiple bodies of younger boys buried in the basements aged between 8 and 15. I haven't seen the man since, and I don't want to. I'm just glad he's been caught. So that really brings me up to now. I have nothing else to add. I can confirm that this document contains my full statement to Police Scotland, West Lothian, and is factual to the best of my knowledge from my own point of view. I am making this statement voluntarily without reward, promise of reward, threat, or force. 
This statement has not been made under the influence of any person, nor substances, illegal or otherwise. I understand my testimony can and will be shared with relevant parties. My testimony can and will be used in a court of law. This testimony is my own and I am happy to turn this document over to the relevant authority to be presented, to be presented in evidence. I understand that I may be called to stand as a witness in a court of law. I declare under penalty of perjury that my testimony is true and correct. Signed, Joshua Cairns, 2306-22. The officer took my statement and has assured me I won't be called as a witness in court. I'm allowed to go home now. I have appointments scheduled for the foreseeable future with doctors and therapists. Hopefully I can move on and that man never sets foot outside of prison for the rest of his life. Please, please be careful with who you meet online. New on Curiosity Stream. Get ready for the best of the best with our 100 Days of Curiosity, featuring fan favorite titles like Light on Earth with Sir David Attenborough. Join me on a journey like no other. Stephen Hawking's favorite places. It's a crazy world out there. The history of home with Nick Offerman. Not my home, just homes. Other people's homes. And many more. Don't miss 100 Days of Curiosity, happening right now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.